Hey, football freaks, it's Alan. Just want to take the time here to let you know that this week's show is brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. If you're thinking of doing a podcast, there is a way for you to do a show without having to become an audio editing master, a production whiz kid. You can just go to prettyeasypodcasts.com and get your own personal producer at a very, very low cost. That'll be someone who can guide you, assist you, help you out with whatever you need, get your podcast off the ground. If you have an idea or a topic you want to talk about on a weekly basis, a daily basis, it doesn't matter. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com. Get started today. Take some of the hassle of starting a podcast off your shoulders and let the audio professionals at Pretty Easy Podcasts help you out. Pretty Easy Podcasts is where podcasters go to get their shows recorded and posted with a complete podcast studio at their disposal. Record from home or your office or anywhere, really. Pretty Easy Podcasts caters to your schedule and gives you a producer for your show at your beck and call. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com, sign up today, be heard, have some fun podcasting, and don't let a lack of technical knowledge hold you back. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com today. This is head coach of the Tampa Bay Vipers, Mark Tressman, and this is the XFL Show. This is the future. This is not the past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020. What the XFL is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL! Welcome, football fans. This is the week of November 10th, 2019. This is the road to 2020, and this is the XFL show. I'm Alan. I'm Jake. And I'm Bryant. This week, we talk about some big news regarding XFL broadcasts, and we speak with L.A. Wildcats head coach Winston Moss. This is episode 95. Time to just Winston, baby. We are only 13 weeks away from kickoff 2020. Jake, Coach Moss on this episode. I've never been more hyped than ever, and apparently rumors are we've never been closer to kickoff than ever. Yeah, that's what, you know, the rumor and innuendo going around is, and I can confirm that. We are closer than ever. I, I said Who's last your sources. Week, don't you worry about that. All right. <laughs> if, if you would have, you know, if you would have let me talk to Coach Moss instead of excluding me from the interview, maybe I'd tell you. Well, <laughs> well, well, Jake, you know, Bryant and I are kind of taking over the good crisp interview du- duties. A, because I think uh, we're getting awesome at these coaches' interviews, Bryant, and more of them are to come for sure. And also, two, uh, they got to be good, crisp, concise. We got to get right to the point. And that's what we did with Coach Moss. We've got a hellacious interview coming up. I still think Jake would, um, He'd probably freeze a la Wayne's World if he started talking to Coach Moss. Alan, I know you are you got your first uh, experience with Coach Moss after so many instances. I mean, me and him go way back now. Yeah, let me just uh, say, so, uh, let me just say, do the introduction at you. Let me just say, as advertised, totally expected what I got talking to Coach Moss was absolutely a, a fascinating and entertaining conversation. I had a, I had a blast. And uh, that interview is going to be coming up. Also, going back to last week, we had Coach Mark Tressman on the show. Want to again thank him for his time, and we got a lot of great feedback. People in Tampa are hype. People all over the league are hype. Their Twitter was on fire. The, the trash talk kind of started on Twitter. We'll get into that, uh, <laughs> which was really entertaining from the St. Louis Battlehawks <laughs> side. And also some big news on the announcing front uh, from ESPN and how the broadcast will go with that broadcast partner. We're going to get into all that this week. Also coming up this week on Twitter at XFL show will be a very fun Twitter poll, Bryant, that uh, we've already done a bonus show about. We've talked a little bit about on the big show Uh, Twitter, though, we're leaving it up to the fans to to start uh, voting on these quarterback jobs. Yeah, basically I think we're going to, we're going to send it out there to the Twitter world and kind of let you guys decide what a QB position is up for battle i guess the most well, what's up for grabs the most uh we kind of talked about that last week or the week before i think it was last week alan and jake and i kind of went through and said okay these are the players that i think 
will have the most um, potential to actually start for their team if they're not an actual uh, assigned quarterback. Yes. So that poll question will be coming up at XFL show. The job that's maybe up for grabs the most uh, among the starting positions. We do know the assigned quarterbacks for each team, but you know, anything could happen before kickoff with starting positions and depth charts and roster spots. We want to know your opinion on that at XFL show on Twitter. Look for that poll. Look for a lot more on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you know where to find us. And of course the number to call 724-565-4XFL. We love getting voicemails. We love playing playing them on the air from the XFL fan line. We love just getting your questions and then maybe turning them into show topics. I mean, go call the voicemail anytime. That line is for you. 724-565-4XFL. We also have the Patreon, the Ranked Quarterback Show is up there. You can check that out. And also the big news uh, that, that kind of just happened at the end of this week, uh, the supplemental draft, according to sources, will be taking place November 22nd. So that's just two weeks uh, from this recording we'll have the supplemental draft and that should be very interesting Bryant because we've already been talking about some fluid situations with players maybe joining NFL practice squads right now and hoping they're coming back to the XFL and then we're going to see an influx of players later this month and again in January we're expecting so a lot going on with the rosters yeah the 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 rosters are just not quite intact yet. There's going to be a lot of fluidity going into the supplemental draft after the supplemental draft, really until these players get locked down uh, on December 1st or 2nd, I believe, for mini camps. Uh, their freedom to, to roam about their own business, right? They can go to the NFL if they'd like or, or anywhere else. Uh, so, so things are going to continue to move. Uh, although some big news this past week too, Alan, that we didn't mention is that the eight assigned quarterbacks were officially signed to contracts, which means... Uh, no NFL team can sign them. And I know when ink gets on paper, Jake gets really excited because that means it's official with a capital O, Jake. Yeah, enough of that digital signing stuff. You know, you got to be there in person. <laughs> you know, put like you said, whether it's a felt or a, a, a quill or, you know, whatever, whatever you want to use, really. Well, yep, that was big. The The quarterbacks are locked in. Are there jobs, though? That's a debate from last week. We want to get your thoughts again at XFL Show for that poll question coming up. And we have a, a whole bunch of stuff to get into, new topics for this week. But we do want to take the time to tell you about the Patreon, Bryant. Patreon on fire with mini-sodes. And a new, this is not the XFL Show format. My favorite part of our regular show is talking about the Patreon because honestly, it's where we go to talk even more football. We try to cram whatever we can into our regular Sunday show. So Patreon allows me to spread my wings, Alan. You, you knock down so many of my ideas for this show that on Patreon, I get to talk about anything that I want. And that's what I love the most. Yes, we have a new format for our This Is Not The XFL Show. Uh, so go check that out. All three of us, all four of us really give our opinions of the entire show. And then, Alan, you talk about interviews, a good crisp interview. Well, you get that as soon as it happens. We hang up the phone. We uploaded it to Patreon, and you you have it there. You don't have to wait for it. It's right up there on Patreon. So go check it out, patreon.com forward slash this is the XFL show. If you want to know how cool the Patreon is, Jake woke me up at 5 o'clock this morning with an idea for the Patreon. That's how cool it is. Yeah, there. I, go check yeah, it out. I, I don't I don't think we're ready to uh, discuss that yet, but yeah, something, you know, that popped into my mind as soon as I got to work. Uh, I, I thought you were up, really. <laughs> so, so I'm sorry. Well, it's always on our mind because that's where that's that's the canvas we could paint any time of day. The Patreon is open for business all day, every day, and we're always putting stuff up there and you know you can go find it any time of day it's on demand content and it's all xfl all the time there plus also the, the not show the nfl the college football stuff if you want to hear our thoughts and you know chatter about some of the other things going on in the football world it all ties back into the xfl and it's all gloriously there on patreon.com slash this is the xfl show But I really do want to get everybody to this interview as quickly as possible, uh, Jake. I mean, I know, I know you are waiting to hear it. Uh, you didn't get to, you didn't get to sit in with Coach Moss yet. I'm sure you will eventually. Uh, but before we get to it, we do have uh, some some interesting uh, things to, to talk about 
in this week's cover two, if you'll allow me to take it to that segment. Yes, let's go ahead. Going for two. Go for two and the lead. Okay, first up in this week's cover two, the schedule simulator that we got to play around with, uh, what was it, a couple weeks ago, Bryant, that you, you rolled out for us on the show. It had, you know, it resulted in an interesting conversation and it made me look like I hate the city of Seattle, even though I really love the show <laughs> Frasier and I'm excited for the Dragons. Um, but the schedule simulator you created for us, you unleashed on all the XFL fans out there and they, they took part and we have some results to discuss. Yeah, Alan, I mean, don't don't put Seattle over too much because I th- I hear you've never sat through Sleepless in Seattle, but we'll we'll we'll, we'll save that for the Patreon or something maybe. Uh, yes, I, I distributed the schedule simulator out there. Go check it out. You can. It's on our Twitter. Uh, it's on our Facebook. It's on our Instagram. Uh, you yeah, can yeah. go through all forty games and and basically choose who's going to win each game. Yeah, this is open source software, correct, Brian? Yes, correct. Open source <laughs> software. Uh, go ahead and check it out uh, if you haven't already. We'll probably uh, keep uh, mentioning what, what everybody's putting out there. But yeah, Alan, uh, basically the results are in. We can go through them however you want. You tell me. Uh, but but yeah, I have results for all 10 teams here in front of me. Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's see what everyone voted on. So basically you're picking the winner you know, of every single XFL game throughout the whole schedule. And it gives you a record for each team like we did on our show. And, uh, you know, we get to see what the fans uh, came up with. And, yeah, I'm super fascinated. And then we could look at this, and then I think we could take it to some of the trash talk that went down on Twitter as the cherry on top here for this portion of the cover, too, because it all ties in. Well, if you if you have listened to our Patreon bonus episode for October, you'd know that Alan and myself were very one-sided when it came to who would win. Not saying we're Wildcats fans only, but we did determine that there were some better teams and not some not so good teams. The fans seem to have gone the Jake route where it was kind of down the middle. Makes sense in a league where they try to get so much parity. Uh, no team was worse than four and six, and no team was better than six and four uh, in the final results of this uh, schedule simulator. I will say this, Seattle, St. Louis Battlehawks came in at six and four, and the Dallas Renegades came in at six and four. Your conference winners, I guess you can say, uh, would be an interesting matchup if we get there uh, in April of 2020. Yeah, and the fan simulation said that half of the teams, four out of eight, you know, came in at a 500 record. I mean, that that's kind of route, you know, the, the route that I went uh, whenever my results got spat out. But if you think about this, you know, that's going up to, you know, the last week of the season, winning you're in. So while these uh, total records may not look that flashy, it would be a, a hell of a season because you don't know who's going to make the uh, the playoffs until – the very last week i you know i i i just i think maybe it's just too even of a distribution of the votership that got this to be 500 all up and down i mean dallas and st louis they i think are going to have two of the more passionate fan bases and they're the teams that got the extra wins the six the six win seasons in the simulation um it's funny the discrepancy is crazy from one person to the to another because you were saying brian you could see the individual voting some people had in here and some people gave other teams, not Seattle, oh and ten seasons. Did, did anyone have anybody? Any did anyone just blatantly pick their team to go uh, undefeated? Oh, there's some. There's somebody here who picked Dallas to go ten and zero, and in the same vote, LA zero and ten. There's another vote in here where Seattle went ten and zero, and LA went zero and ten. So there were awesome. some one sided. Uh, New York went zero and ten a couple times as well. Uh, St. Louis only oh no two two ten and O's from St. Louis. You know how passionate they are over there. A couple nine and ones in there as well. So there were some one sidedness in this all. Uh, but I, again, it's an average of all the votes that we received, and and it's it's in the middle. I get it. I think that's where it's going to land. I mean, I had some teams higher in win totals, but can I see this totally happening? Sure. That's what the league probably wants. It's why they did the draft the way they did. Well. This is all, all, of course, just for funsies. And uh, the schedule sc- schedule simulator is still up there, right, Brian? People could still partake oh, yeah. in this. So, yeah, it's still there. It's the pinned tweet on our Twitter. Yeah, it's pinned on our Twitter at XFL Show if you want to have some fun with that. Um, here's a, here's a, a thing this uh, simulator made me think about, though, this week, Jake. Would it be a good thing for the XFL if there was a 10-0 and team? Would you be happy if, it was a 10, if there was a 10-0 and team? Absolutely. There's, you know, there are a few things better 
than a team that is just running over everybody that all the other teams want to take down just to say that they were the one to do it. I, I think that would be a, a good thing, at least to make the – I mean, unless they're just absolutely crushing teams and the playoffs are not even competitive and, you know, the L.A. Wildcats, Bryant, just decimate every single team. I mean, as fans of the team, we'd be happy, but I don't know about for the league. You want close games, right? You want some parity, as Oliver Luck has said. Well, there's two ways to look at it, right? There is the fan way, and, of course, the fans of that 10-0 team are going to say, yes, of course we want to see a 10-0 team. Uh, but the league, I think, is striving for that that parity. They want those games to matter towards the end of the season, like Jake was just talking about. And, and you want that, you know, 500. Uh, maybe, how good is it if you actually have 500 teams make the playoffs? I guess it only matters if Week 10 uh, means something in the books before you go into the playoffs. Well, can't you still have close games, even if a team is, you know, going to go ten and zero? Of course, yeah, yeah. If they win, if they win all ten games by a combined, uh, you know, ten points, that'd be awesome. <laughs> that'd be really cool. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm just. I was thinking kind of in like the vein of the Orlando Apollos and the AAF Bryant, which was. I mean, they were just far and away the best team. They did what they lost one game in the existence of that season that didn't even finish, right? Yeah, they lost one game, but a 10-0 team probably clinches playoffs after seven weeks. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe even, you know, so depending on who they actually play. So going into those last three weeks of the season when they're all division games, uh, that, that team's sitting pretty probably number one in their division, not having to do much. Yeah, that's just fun. another fun thing to add on top of the schedule simulator uh, to think about. Uh, but, th- yeah, that's that's really great to, to – dive into each game and, and see where the biases are in all the different, uh, you know, schedulers that you got, Brian, from from all the fans that have already signed, you know, signed in and done that, that fun little, was that a, is that a Google Doc you set up, a Google poll? It's a Google form. Is Google what it is. form. Yeah, I love it. I love that. Open source software um, and open source for you to go out online and uh, talk some trash about some teams that your XFL team will be facing. And we saw fans you know, kind of uh, mount up and assimilate and get together and start vocally talking trash to each other and representing their teams. And even coaches did this. But it all started, I think, from a team account. St. Louis Battlehawks, Bryant, went out there puffing their chest about circling on their calendar some of the games coming up. And, of course, the L.A. game was very boldly circled. <laughs> Can I say I called this? I, I know I know I got some flack on online for saying that I said I called this, but but St. Louis is taking this one personal, and I kind of saw it coming. St. Louis Battlehawks circled the calendar around the Wildcats game week six, if I'm not more weeks. I think it's week seven actually. Um, in St. Louis, the Wildcats will be in town, and they said, "quote unquote," this one is personal. And then it said, "You know why." Cleared to <laughs> hashtag cleared to engage in Twitter smack talk. The St. Louis Battlehawks, they did it for the Vipers as well, uh, to get people, you know, people hyped for that home game. But this one is personal for St. Louis against the Los Angeles Battlehawks. And then actually, um, just I mean, minutes before we recorded uh, this, this week's show, uh, uh, a certain head coach that's going to be on the program in just a few minutes. Put out a tweet at Coach Moss XFL. Jake, Coach Moss tweeted out a picture of his defensive lineman, Sean Oakman, and it says, Oakman smash puny at XFL Battlehawks. It's never personal. It's always business at XFL Wildcats. <laughs> this is shaping up to be like, you know, people are going to be selling shirts for this game uh, on the streets. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. People may get ejected before the coin toss. <laughs> Uh, this, is, this is a college game not too long ago that was unsportsmanlike conduct for everybody on both teams before the game even. You're starts. right. They, they could both squads could get a warning before <laughs> you know before the kickoff. You know what I'm hyped about though now that Coach Moss tweets that out about Oakman, who is a, a, just a mo- mountain of a man. Um, the, the Battlehawks have also been tweeting out pictures of their offensive line uh, and, and weighing them against you know giant animals and. And pianos, if you see their Twitter also, it says our five O line our first five O line picks combined are heavier than. And then they got a picture of a por- polar bear on a scale getting tipped by the O line, a manatee, a moose, and a grand piano. 
I mean, that is that is one of the larger offensive lines. St. Louis Battlehawks are having a lot of fun at XFL Battlehawks. You got to follow each team, I think, on Twitter. But they're, I think they might, in terms of Twitter, Bryant, Battlehawks might be on top right now in terms of the team accounts. Uh, St. Louis is good. I do like the battle that we saw between Houston and D.C. during the World Series. That was pretty good as well. <laughs> but you're right. All, all – um twitter accounts are a must it's at xfl and then insert your team name example at xfl wildcats uh, and go go follow them if you haven't because there's some good there's some good uh smack talking happening on twitter uh, and i can't wait for it to get even better as we get closer and closer to kickoff and what week is that game that we're talking about week seven yeah march 21 right circle your calendars we'll all meet in st louis i think we all have to be there for that one as well (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh probably <laughs> yep it's looking that way uh okay let's go to the other uh portion of this week's cover too uh the announced teams for espn were announced this week and also that came with uh some news that there will be unprecedented access and we're going to get into that portion of the announcement a little bit later in the hot read but looking at the teams the 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 announcers the personalities we've talked a lot about this and how they'll be kind of the faces of the league for each network espn is rolling out with solid groups that i'm very excited for Uh, one one personality in particular i think everybody is Super hype for Pat McAfee. He kind of has a cult following, and he's going to be uh, a part of the unprecedented access portion of these broadcasts. And he'll be on the Sunday broadcasts for the ESPN and XFL, uh, along with uh, his team is Tom Hart, who will be doing the play-by-play, and uh, Joey Galloway, one of the fastest receivers I've ever seen in my lifetime, does a great job for ESPN, will be the color guy uh, on the Sunday portions of ESPN's XFL coverage. And then the Saturday team will be Greg McElroy doing color, along with Steve Levy, who's been an ESPN fixture for a very long time, uh, doing the play-by-play, and Diana Rossini and Tom Luganbill will be doing the uh, sideline and unprecedented access portions of those broadcasts. What do you think of those names, Jake? What do you think of the the idea that ESPN's rolling out with two squads to cover the XFL? Well, I mean, I think it just shows what we've seen from every other aspect of the league. This is big time. You know, they're not pulling, uh, you know, no offense, but they're not pulling Jonathan Coachman off Sunday Night Heat to uh, to try to call a football game. Or anything, even if he did have prior experience, it's it's just big time stuff. You're going to have uh, voices that you recognize, faces that you recognize, and again, these are on big time networks, so it's just going to legitimize the league. It's not going to be like you know trying to watch it on uh, on a, a Memphis Maniacs game on TNN. <laughs> yeah, very easy to find <laughs> and recognizable personalities now delivering you the games. All of these people cover college football, the NFL for ESPN. You're seeing them right now cover all the events going on this fall and winter, and they're going to be there as well for the XFL. Bryant, I'm a huge Pat McAfee fan. I don't know about you. He has a crazy following uh, with his uh, – I mean, he literally has like a million things. He does shows, and and he's on WWE, of course, and – I mean, I think that is just a great get. And then, of course, you add in uh, the the voice of Steve Levy, who has like been on ESPN. I think our entire lives, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, those are those are awesome, awesome teams. I think. I back when I, and us older folks, my, you know, the younger people not, might not remember this, but NHL used to be on ESPN, and it was Gary Thorne on the East Coast, and it was Steve Levy on the West Coast. I mean, that's what I remember as a kid growing up. Uh, he does a lot of Pac-12 later games too right now, so I'm used to him calling football. I like the way he does it, so I'm very excited for Steve Levy to to get into the XFL. He does a solid job. Uh, Joey Galloway, Alan, a couple episodes ago, we have to go back into the archives and check it out, uh, but we did have an episode of where we talked about what uh, announcers we thought we would like to see. Uh, Joey Galloway was one of the ones that I chose for the simple fact that I love what he does in the studio for college football. Uh, I think I'm going to really enjoy what he does in the booth for the XFL. And Pat McAfee, right? He's he's a personality amongst himself. He <laughs> he brings he brings it he brings it, and and I, I'm just curious as to whether or not he's going to wear shorts while he's on the sideline. Yeah, I was just going to say, do you think he's going to be allowed to wear his sleeve no sleeves and jean and jorts on this when he's roaming around the stadium? <laughs> 
I just worry if he's going to run out there and nail somebody on a punt return. <laughs> uh, we know well, how close he's going to get to the field. Yeah, he went on. A, so Jake, he went on a rant on his uh, DAZN show that Pat McAfee hosts, and he's he said he announced he made the announcement he's going to be a part of the coverage, and he said I'm going to go nuts. I'm going to be in coaches' faces. I'm going to be asking all any question I want. Uh, until the XFL and Oliver Luck tell me not to, because uh, they told him you have unprecedented access, and he says he's going to take advantage of it. I mean, I, I assume we'll see that on the Saturday coverage as well. What do you think about uh, the league, though, affording this opportunity to uh, personalities at the networks? Hopefully Fox does this too, to be able to uh, maybe think outside the box and how they approach covering the league. Well, I mean, yeah, if you're giving somebody unprecedented access, you better, you know, make the most of it because at some point it it may not be unprecedented. But, they're, you know, they're going for something different. I, I think what you're going to hear, and I, I don't want to spill too much because I think we're going to discuss it later on. I think, you know, almost less about the interviews and more about, you know, we're going to be tapped into into headsets. And uh yeah. Places of the stadium that fans don't usually have the access to. Yeah, that's what we're going to do in this week's hot read in a, in a little bit. We're going to kind of define unprecedented access, at least what we hope it is and what that might mean for ESPN. And uh, presumably Fox will be approaching their coverage in a similar way. Additionally to this, international football fans, we know we have some listeners overseas. Uh, the XFL will be broadcasting on ESPN internationally via uh, streaming and their digital platforms. So uh, everywhere, Europe, Middle East, uh, uh, Africa, uh, people are going to be able to watch the XFL on the ESPN platforms. That's really cool to hear. So big, big broadcasting and news this week. And uh, the other thing that will kind of a little extra here on our cover too, the other thing this week that a lot of people were talking about uh, just for basically, I would say, less than 24 hours before it totally got squashed. Uh, Bob Stoops was rumored to be a candidate for the Florida State job, Bryant. Uh, and he quickly dismissed those and said, I'm not a candidate. I was in Florida, but he was doing other things. And now uh, he's out of the running. And apparently, Deion Sanders is going to be the next Seminoles head coach. Wait, wait. Hold on. My phone's ringing. Let me see. Florida State U. Uh, no, I'm going to ignore that call for right now. Uh, who knows who they're actually recruiting? It was kind of... I'm not going to lie. I, I I held my breath for a little bit when I saw that this was happening just because I didn't want Bob Stoops to go. Like, you, you know, we've put so much into this and then quickly it was squashed and we were good to go and that's all fine. Uh, it, I get it. I understand why his name was out there. Maybe somebody said something they weren't supposed to, you know, behind closed doors and, and all of a sudden it, it sparked a wildfire. I get it. Now, is Bob Stoops going to go anywhere? I doubt it. I don't, I, don't, I don't see a job that he wants out there from what we're seeing. Kirk uh, Herbstreet was basically saying, no, he's not going in or he wants to stay with the XFL. So I, I think that that rumor, at least going forward for any other team that might have a coaching vacancy after the season, uh, is going to get squashed by Bob Stoops. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but there was a huge turnout. Uh, Dallas Renegades had a uh, basically a meet and greet in Oklahoma uh, where you know Bob Stoops coached for so many years. And there was a huge turnout. Line was out the door, signatures, pictures, all the galore. Uh, Q&A session as well. So I think Bob Stoops is well-loved here, well-respected, well-wanted, and I don't think he's really going to be going anywhere. Yeah, Jake, uh, when you saw those rumors, uh, Vince and I did kind of a special thing on the Patreon all about that, uh, but what was your reaction? Uh, I, I didn't believe it from <laughs> the get-go. Uh, I mean, you don't need permission uh, to be on somebody's list, but uh, yeah, I... You know, I, I was not fretting it, and I still am not fretting it, uh, you know, right now. Yeah, and that's just kind of what comes with the territory when it comes to coaches, the college football scene, especially this time of year. We'll be hearing, I'm sure, some things maybe come, uh, you know, what, the, what do they call it, Black Monday in the NFL, Brian? I mean, just, coaches are always candidates all, all across the board. And if you're a big name like Bob Stoops out there, people are at least going to be inquiring and – trying to spread some rumors yeah if you if you have a coach in vacancy at your school why would bob soups not be someone that you would try to call exactly right i mean that's just sure. the, that's just a simple matter of the fact and i think it spread uh, when people thought this was happening and then there were some rumors and, and it just kind of went and literally within less than 24 hours it was squashed and, and put to bed or i'm sorry put to rest but 
but it was a little worry worrisome. I'm not gonna lie when that happened, and, and I and I don't want him to leave. Um, but again, it's just the nature of the business because you know the day after the season ends in January, we're probably gonna have a lot of these rumors come up again. Yeah, and then I would have really had to change my uh, schedule simulator for sure. I would have had to redo it. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, there it is. This week's cover two, a whole lot going on. And we're going to get into uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of fun defining that unprecedented access uh, that ESPN talked about when they announced their broadcast teams this week. But right now it is time for the moment you've all been waiting for, especially Jake. Brian and I got to speak with the man in charge in Los Angeles, the head coach, general manager of the Wildcats, Winston Moss. Bryant, your best friend in the world, next to Heather Brooks Carrots. And it is just an, a, an awesome interview with one of the most exuberant and energetic head coaches in the XFL. Oh, don't forget Mark Trespin, too, one of my best friends. Yeah. Uh, definitely, Coach Moss is great. Uh, I'm happy to have him. I'm glad he spent the time to talk to us. Alan, uh, you're welcome for finally introducing him. Jake, sit back and enjoy this. Because uh, it's actually quite a ride. Uh, might actually might might make you want to do some burpees after this too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that after the interview. Here it is, Winston Moss on this week's Good Crisp interview. Good Crisp football. Yeah. Hey, football freaks, it's Alan. Just want to let you know about a brand new football podcast that myself, Vince, and his wife, Pam, started. We want more people to hop on board and start listening because we are talking college football on a national scale with a very extreme Pitt Panther bias. It's called the Hell to Pitt Podcast, and yes, we do focus a lot on the Pitt Panthers, but if you just want to hear us talk more football, if you want a place to go listen to some college football talk, check out the Hell to Pitt Podcast, available on all podcast platforms, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, you name it, it's out there. Subscribe today, Hail to Pitt Podcast. It is brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts, and it is absolutely free of charge. Subscribe and review today. Hail to Pitt. Coach Winston Moss, the XFL kicking off in February, and we want to get right into it because you already seem to be having a ton of fun uh, putting this thing together. And Vince McMahon and Oliver Luck at the league have said how this league is, above all else, supposed to be fun. Fun for fans, fun for players, and fun for coaches. How important is it for you and your team to take that philosophy to heart? Absolutely. We, we are bought into the fan-first mentality. Uh, I think that we're going to give unprecedented access to the media. The players will have national exposure every weekend. And it's simply just a great opportunity for them to put their talents on display. And so we're looking forward to giving them that. Well, Coach, I mean, you're starting off pretty strong with with some great with a great coaching staff that you've been putting together. Norm Chow and Pepper Johnson are two high caliber, experienced coaches um, as your coordinators. Uh, what has it been like working with them and, and the rest of your coaches and putting this whole thing together? I couldn't ask for more out of my coaching staff, from Norm Chow to Pepper Johnson to Martin Bayless heading up our coordinator positions and down the line. These guys have done all they could to prepare for the draft, uh, to prepare for their schemes, and we're putting together schemes that will put the players' abilities on display instead of having such schemes that are coaching-orientated as opposed to we want to put our players in the best position to display their skills and be successful. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense, Coach. You're gonna you're gonna coach to your players' strengths, and during the draft, that was a, a long, fun process that we got to cover. We saw a glimpse at maybe what the style of each team would be like uh, based on the players that were drafted by each team. What was the main focus for the LA Wildcats when scouting and then selecting the players you drafted? Well, I'll put it to you this way: we couldn't have had the draft go any better for us in that. We won the draft lottery. We picked the H group that focused on the eighth pick for the skill, offensive skill position. 
We knew that there was going to be a lot of players available in that category. At the offensive line position, that allowed us to pick number one because you know that offensive linemen are going to be premium in this league. Mm -hmm. And so on the defensive side of the ball, we were able to capture the fourth and fifth slots that had us pretty much in the middle to where we were constantly picking. And so our staff did a great job of picking up guys that fit our fit not only what we're going to ask them to do, but entail give us a skill set that that's going to allow for us to do a lot of different things. Absolutely. I you mean, just looking at the resumes of some of the players that you drafted, you see, you know, really accomplished wide receivers, a quarterback I'm sure we'll talk about here who's looked really, really good as of late. And then you got some hosses, coach. You got one of the bigger offensive lines and one of the biggest defensive line men in Sean Oakman uh, in the draft. How, how excited are you for your for your big guys? And so I'm going to start with Oakman first. Let me tell you something. Oakman is a defensive line by himself. <laughs> <laughs> he he can he can play all three positions at the same time. That's how big he is. He's going to be called uh, uh, Oakman the Hulk or Hulk Oakman. And so I'm I'm so excited for this guy to give him a, a opportunity, and we're looking forward to getting him in and seeing what he looks like. But our offensive line, starting out with our tackles, our tree trunks. They're they're they're. Uh, big in length, and our interior line has stout size and versatility. So I couldn't ask for more. And I want to talk about uh, you, you want to talk about our defensive line and our offensive line, but I want to talk about our edge rushers for a second. We wanted to get uh, edge rushers, rushers that had an edge about themselves. And so I think we got two in Kimbo Johnson. His nickname is Kimbo. And and Willie Mays Hayes is, is we're we're looking forward to those guys making a real big impact on the edges. So not only did we want length in our offensive line and defensive line, uh, but we wanted the edges to be very very solid. And I and I think we did a great job of achieving that. Well, Coach, I mean, the, the the draft went great, and it started off with a bang, which I thought was one of the better quarterbacks available in Luis, Luis Perez. Uh, he showed great ability uh, when he played last spring in the AAF and, and had a great college career at Texas A&M Commerce. Uh, what was your reaction when he was announced as your assigned QB? I, I, I couldn't be more excited about Luis. He's excited to be a part of the Wildcats. And we're looking forward to putting him in the best position to make him successful. He's smart. He's he's athletic. He can throw all the passes. He can complete uh, different varying uh, dropbacks, play action pass. We're going to move him out of the box some. And so he is going to give us a lot of different options for what we want to do when it comes time to getting this thing going during the season. But Perez was a great pickup. He's a Southern California guy, and we are excited to have him as our quarterback. I'm sure Norm Chow is chomping at the bit, thinking about all the great things that he can do uh, with Luis, Luis Perez. Uh, Coach, out of all the head coaches in the XFL right now, you're, you're really the, the one that comes with from the defense, right, the defensive mind. Do you feel like you have a little bit of a chip on your shoulder uh, with that defensive mentality? Well, I would say that Bob Stoops would be another guy that you can categorize as a defensive-minded coach, but he, he will he will pretty much – he is so experienced and so um, talented that he, he'll have input across the board. But um, just, just to be very, very clear, I'm a defensive-minded coach, but uh, I'm going to love to be creative and innovative in a way across the board with – the offense, the special teams, and the defense. And so even though defense is what I will be in Pepper's ear about on game day saying, hey, hey, Pep, what, 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 what about this pressure here? What about this? What about this defense here? What about this going on? And so I'll be in there to put my two cents in every now and then, but Pepper's going to have a great handle on it. But I'm excited to be able to give my input not only to uh, Coach Johnson, but also to be able to be in the offensive meetings and give my expertise as far as what they need to be prepared for from a defensive look, 
uh, what what are the tells of the defense. And so I think I have an advantage from that standpoint and being with Capers and being with Hazlitt and working with Pedden for a year and being able to tell those guys, hey, listen, I've been around every kind of scheme imaginable uh, from zone blitzes to zero blitzes to man coverages to zone coverages to match coverages. And so these are the things that you have to look for, and I can give them tips on uh, some of the defensive alignments, defensive footwork, defensive mannerisms, defensive communication that's going to be able to help those guys prepare on a week-to-week basis. And coach, I'm sure you're also excited to have input on, uh, you know, taking advantage of some of the rule changes. You know, we're hearing this is going to be a faster paced game. There's going to be some unique opportunities offensively. But in terms of the defense with those rule changes, do you think it's going to be more difficult for in-game adjustments to be made defensively with how fast we expect XFL football to be played? Like I said, we wanted to draft guys with skill sets that, they're, they they have ability, they're versatile, and our number one objective was to be able to put guys on the field that can stay on the field versus any kind of offensive personnel grouping. So you look at our defensive line, they're going to be able to play up against any kind of either your regular personnel, your two tight end personnel, your three wide personnel. And so our edge rushers are going to make a – uh, should make a big impact, but our inside linebackers, they're going to be versatile enough where we feel as though we're going to be able to match up or be able to cover guys, whether in a zone or a matchup scheme with our inside linebackers and the versatility of our safeties and corners. We want those guys to be able to get on guys. We're going to be matchup uh, orientated. And so we're looking forward to being able to put 11 guys on defense that, that are going to be able to match up um, versus any kind of personnel grouping and give them different looks and be able to move forward with being able to uh, not necessarily be worried about our group shuffling in and out because it's going to be such a fast-paced mm-hmm. game and – we want the the opportunity to let our players stay on the field, get the call, get lined up, and just simply play fast. That's It's going to be more important to play more fundamentally sound, to be more technique sound, to be good tacklers, to be where you're supposed to be, where you're supposed to be there doing what you're supposed to do. And so that's that's pretty much our philosophy from a defensive standpoint. We want to be able to put guys on the field that can match up versus – formation variations and personnel grouping so that we can really, really do a good job of focusing on what we're doing and not necessarily what the offense is doing because the offense can change personnel groupings, but they can only do two things. They can either run the ball or throw the ball, and that's it. That's why I'm excited to watch XFL football, Coach. As a fan, you got to see players out there being versatile, just playing football and going out there and and, and doing what they need to do and adjusting to the game. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fast-paced. And you've got some unique characters on your team. You've already mentioned a few nicknames. You've got the Hulk, Kimbo. Do you have a nickname for Bryant? I know he's been hanging around the team a whole lot. Bryant? For you? For you? I, you guys are putting me on the spot. I don't have a nickname for Brian yet, but I, I, I will. I'll give one for him. Oh, yeah. Well, we could, yeah, we could make that an event whenever you crown him finally. If, if you need us to reel him in and keep him away from the team, I know he's been hanging around you guys a whole lot. We can do that too. Yeah, he's been he's been almost like a a part of the family. We consider ourselves a family with awesome. the Wildcats and. And so he's been around so much that I don't even notice he's there. I said, you know. Brian, you've been such a an integral part of the Wildcats. I feel as though you're a part of our staff. You <laughs> might you might as well fill out a background check and, and get your 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 tax ID form ready and then just come on board, brother. <laughs> well, coach, if you need me for sideline control or something like that, I'll be happy to sign up for you real quick. You're you're uh, you're, you're going to tell me you're going to get you're going to be the get back coach <laughs> be, because I'm going to tell you what you will need me. I'm gonna need a get back coach because I will, I will be coaching like a crazy man. I'm just, I'm gonna just let you, letting you know that I will not be the guy that's in the 
the reserve category of just watching things happen on the field and being that quiet, solemn leader on the on the sideline, you will you will see the most um, what I want to say. You will see the most uh, passionate guy on the sideline. I promise you that. Well, Coach, uh, uh, the LA Wildcats season starts. Uh, for week one in Houston. February 8th uh, in, in Houston. February June Jones. Houston. Four wideouts. <laughs> All uh, the wideouts. The season kicks off at, yeah, wide at Dignity Health Park. <laughs> the, the, the defensive coordinator, uh, I remember him back in the day. I, I, he's escaping my mind for a second. I'll remember it here in a minute, but uh, the, that, that that's going to be a great venue. That That's going to be great for uh, the Southern California demographic and the Houston demographic to come together and start off this season with a great uh, uh, kickoff to the uh, to our season. But uh, not only uh, for Houston being at home, that that's going to be a great environment. And then we come back for Dallas uh, in Dignity Health, to where that's got to be crazy as well because you know the. The if you if you've uh, been a part of the NFL, Dallas when the Dallas and the Raiders get together, Dallas and Rams get together, Dallas and Chargers get together. The Dallas fans travel well. There's there's a there's a big following in Southern California, and so it'll be great to have dignity health filled with only. And so we'll 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 screen it to where. We are, we'll only let a portion of the Dallas fans in, but I expect the L.A. Wildcats to be a dominant supporting group with us that first home game. Yeah, well, that home game is on Sunday, February 16th, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 Pacific. Uh, tickets are available now, uh, xflwildcats.com. Coach, as a fan, just give us a quick, uh, what can we expect L.A. Wildcats football to look like come uh, spring 2020? We want to be a team-first group, a team-first operation. We want to be tough. We want to be physical. We want to play smart. We want to be fundamentally sound. We want to be technique sound. And we want to have fun and cut it loose. Those guys are are going to be so excited to uh, put their skills on display, like I said before. But I'm not going to make any guarantees. But I will promise you this. Our guys are, are going to give their best every single week. And that's that's no more than what we can ask for. But uh, just just elaborating on your question, but we want this thing to be fun. We want the fans to be engaged. We want the players to be engaged. We want a we want a true, uh, sincere and and honest connection with the fans to where uh, it, it it becomes organic. And so, um, with that being said, we we want to be able to create that that 12th man in Seattle. We want to be able to keep, uh, create that black hole in Oakland. We want to be able to create that uh, dog pound in Cleveland. We want to be able to create the hoodats in, with the Saints. We want to be able to create an energy within Dignity Health that's, that's going to be on another level as opposed to the other 17. Now, the other 17 can get their marketing and their, their deals going. They can get whatever they got going, but when you get the LA fans on board, when you get the California fans on board, you you can't ask for anything more raucous, more exciting, more energy. And so the the, the West Coast is worth that when it when it, come, when it comes to relating to fans and fans being engaged. They they do a great job, uh, e- even though you can say that there, there's there's some there's some issues with some. Some teams with with uh, with uh, getting their stadiums filled, but I feel very very comfortable that we're going to do a great job. We're going to get some butts in the seats, and and those guys are going to be cheering for a very very um, uh, good football team. Well, coach, I I can't thank you enough. I'm super excited. I'm more pumped than ever now after talking to you today. Oh, we appreciate <laughs> it, coach. Hey, I'm in Pittsburgh, but I am already signed on as an LA Wildcats fan, and I am super hyped for the season, coach. Hold on, Alan. Hold on, Alan. Hold on, Alan. I'm, I'm gonna hold you. I'm not gonna let you get off that easy. 
<laughs> have you put down your fifty dollar deposit with our with our ticketing office yet? Oh, uh, I was told that I oh, I, I was oh, going to oh, be lit oh, on the oh, sideline. Oh, uh, um, uh, <laughs> what's going on, Alan? I'll get I got cousins out in L.A. I'll get them to I'll get them to sign on. I'll, I'll push them to it. Thank you very much. Hey, I appreciate you. Appreciate it, Coach. We we love it. We can't wait to talk to you again soon. Thank you very much, guys. California <laughs> yeah. knows how to party. Come on, Jake. You got to be a Wildcats fan for that. There should be no doubt. The way. coach was too hype. He was doing burpees on Twitter, Brian, after the interview. <laughs> I don't know if there is any, you know, anybody out there who can restrain him. And I, I fully expect him to be putting on a helmet and shoulder pads by week three. <laughs> uh, he was, he's, he's a great guy. Uh, he's such energy, such great, uh, you know, he brings so much, you know, on and off the field. Like I said, when I saw him at the summer showcase, he was all over the place. So much energy in that man. He really, he makes you want to play for him. He makes me want to be a fan for this team. He makes a lot of things uh, happen. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad the Wildcats have him as a coach. And Alan, I could tell you, man, the exposure to this man that he's, that, that you got today uh, didn't sell short in any way, shape or form. Nope. Absolutely not. Got me super jacked and geeked for, for the LA Wildcats for, to see coach Moss, Coaching like a crazy man, my favorite quote from that from that interview. It was just tremendous, tremendous stuff there. This week's good, crisp interview. And remember, if you're a part of the Patreon, you would have heard that interview uh, right away because we post them immediately on Patreon for the gentle patrons. And uh, each and every week, we're looking for some good, crisp interviews for you to get you in touch with these XFL players, coaches, executives, and uh, look forward to many, many more. Uh, but... It is now time to take it to this week's uh, final segment, and we're going to do a little bit of a, a defining of some terminology we heard this week, uh, Jake. So if you're ready to uh, put this into our official XFL dictionary, we could get into this week's hot, hot read, if you'll allow me. Yeah, let's go, because I got some stuff to say about this. Where football goes to be reborn. Where football goes to be reimagined. Where one goes to find more of what they need. A place with endless possibilities and hidden gems. A place where only one's limitations determine how much is explored. A place that gives you all the football you can handle and more. This is the XFL Show's Patreon, guiding you to February 2020. Blue 58! Blue 58! Go! Hey, Rick Flair! Rick Flair! Pepper, Flip. Motown, happy, jolly, drop, buster, Miller, tiger! I think he's got a hound too, Rodney, I think. We need cheese! We need you to fuck it! Hey, Seattle! So this week ESPN announced its broadcast team as we discussed, and along with that, we heard the word unprecedented and the word access together a whole lot and we knew that the xfl broadcast would be special and different and some outside the box thinking would be going on but this week unprecedented access was very much stressed especially when you consider pat mcafee being a part of this and how innovative he's been uh the past year in terms of uh coverage and energy and in the, the color booth and being an analyst and and more and more people are gearing towards this kind of personality driven coverage of of some sports so with that let's define unprecedented access as it relates to the xfl and the broadcasts jake what does unprecedented access mean to you well that's what i was thinking i mean let's think about you know what we've seen before we've been in the instant replay you know hearing exactly what they've been saying we've uh we've been in the huddle we have, you know, hacked into a, a coach's headset. We've been in locker rooms for half times. I mean, what else could you, 
you know, can you really do short of uh, showing the playbook, I guess? What else is there left? But Jake, they said the same thing in 2001 when the XFL put a camera on the field, when they put a camera above the huddle. We we have referee cameras in in the Goodell. What I'm saying is, is, is those things were said in the XFL back then. You know, was able to figure out ways to give us unprecedented access. So there's there's ways out there that you have to assume. You know, we've only seen we've only been in the replay booth with the AAF for eight weeks, right? We never saw it. We don't see that in the NFL. And well, that they, was one of those they, they don't like want the you most. to see that. <laughs> well, that's the point. So that's some unprecedented access that that you know you 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 don't get to see now in the NFL that the AAF gave us a little snippet of. And I totally assume that the XFL is going to be doing yep. that. Top of my um, list. That's top of my list, Bryant. I want to know what the refs are saying, is. particularly during a uh, replay. That's the top of my list when it comes to unprecedented access. You brought up the AAF. I thought that was fascinating television, and I'm hoping there's more of that, but maybe done a little bit differently by the XFL and its broadcast partners. Yeah, and the question you're bringing up here, Alan, is what does unprecedented access mean to me? Uh, to me, it's it's access to players and coaches live on the field as as things are happening not as the quarterback goes back to drop back you go and try to get an interview with him but after the series is over talk to him see what's happening what's going on talk to a coach you know what what was your mentality when you went for it on that fourth down why did you do it you know things like that that we don't really ever get answers to because coaches you know don't get interviewed until halftime or after the game well if you're gonna really? do something like that maybe you do want to have a, a brash hot shot like Mr. McAfee because I could see some people <laughs> saying, you know, get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> well, the coaches have to be on board with this. You know, it's not going to work if you don't tell the coaches that, hey, be prepared to have a microphone in your face, uh, you know, in the middle of the first quarter or in the fourth quarter. There's got to be downtimes, obviously. There's got to be times where you say, hey, no, uh, don't bug a, a coach in the last five minutes of a game. Like, I get that. But there's, there's things that you can do that make this different. You know, we talk about what they're doing with sideline seating, right, and putting people on the field. You know, we talked to uh, COO Jeffrey Pollock, and he said that they're going to be doing this to, to give fans, you know, something that isn't re- readily available right now in the NFL, and, and that's unprecedented access. So I really think there's a lot of things out there that the XFL can do. I brought up some, so I'm going to throw it back to Jake and say, what else can you think of? Because right now you just kind of said, hey, it's all been done. I think there's a lot more out well, there. I, I'm sure there's things out there. I mean, could you, you know, could you put a, a, a pinhole camera at, at the end of the ball? You know, uh, it, it, very crazy, but, you know, there's there's crazier things Ball happening. cam. I in, like that. In, in, in this world, yeah, a, a ball cam. Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to go in the, uh, in the tent you know, for injury's no. sake, but well, let's HIPAA, not do that. HIPAA can't do that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just saying you can't, you can't give away the other team's playbook, even if it would be to the entertainment of the viewers. No, you can't. You can't. There, there are there are boundaries for sure, limits to what you could do. But yeah, you could get very creative, and you can, you could have a lot of access when they and, and when they say unprecedented. I think there's a lot of room for ESPN and Fox to to get creative and get fans into the action. So I don't want Pat McAfee bugging coaches during play. I, I, I do want microphones on the field. I've talked about the how the CFL does this, guys. It's awesome. They, they do have to put before every game's broadcast a warning that what you might hear during this game you know, might not be suited for younger viewers, but that kind of raw access is, is really cool, I think. I do want interviews on the field. Uh, but you you do have to do those during breaks in the action. You know, in, in basketball, a coach will get interviewed during a timeout, uh, you know, TV timeout during a, the end of a quarter, and then it'll re-air as you get back from a break. I would like to see that in football, which is rarely done. I'd like to see players interviewed after, after they score a touchdown. You know, that would be amazing. Um, I would like players to be encouraged to run to cameras after they score touchdowns and and do a celebration dance. I I want all of that. Uh, I want locker room speeches. That's the kind of stuff I think when you're talking unprecedented access. I mean, these are simple things that average fans could think think of that would be interesting to see, and you give it to them. I mean, it's as simple as that. 
But most of all, I want to know what the refs are saying, Brian. That's top of my. I want to. I want access to referees. I want Pat McAfee at least holding a mic up near referees as they conference over over a controversial call. That's my number one. All right, guys, let's get together and pretend we're talking about this. Just wait a couple more minutes. Let's see. Hold on. Hold on. Where are you going All for right. dinner tonight? Where's there to for eat dinner in this town? Okay. okay, good. All right, let's go. Is there Holding a burger number, in this number 72. Uh, uh, I think, th- think about this. What if, what if I change it like this, Jake? In Chicago, how badly would fans want to hear from the kicker who just missed their field goal? Yeah, I mean, they, they would want to hear that. I'm not sure how would the kicker you want, is going to give it to him or, or if he should be obligated to. How about talking to Devlin Hodges after the first series that he had to go in and sub in um, for Mason Rudolph. Yeah, I'd like to hear that. Those are the types of things that we don't get to have access to today with the NFL and, and football. It, that until things... you know a day or two later, at least. If <laughs> exactly, or until the end of the game, when you know who knows what's going through the, the player's head at that point. So those are little things that you can probably think of and say, "Hey, Adam Vinatieri, did you miss that kick because you kicked the ground a yard before because the laces were in?" Like those are the things that I hope we get. Yeah, you just got to be careful. You don't want to, you know, start fracturing the the team or, or putting a rift, you know, between teammates or, or coaches. Also, <laughs> it wasn't my fault. It was the holder. Go ask him. You know, I, for, for the sake of our entertainment. I just think there are there are ways that they broadcast other sports that just don't get applied to football all that much. That I think would be fascinating. You hear basketball coaches. Uh, you know, screaming at their players on the sideline, coming back from a timeout and like, you know, going over a play or, or whatever. Why can't we come back from a timeout and have Winston Moss talking to uh, one of, you know, Kimbo Johnson and saying, rush the quarterback. Just get after him. I don't care what else you do. Just get after the quarterback. Like, I want to hear that. I want to hear the You kind of want NFL films, but live while yes, it's happening. You know, yes. that's the access. Why wait? make us wait? A week for that all to be edited down and watered down when we could get it live, raw, and uncut during the broadcast, especially when you got people who are capable uh, of of talking about the sport and getting you into the action like Pat McAfee, like Diana Rossini, like Tom Luganbill. These people are professionals, and I think they are perfectly suited for that kind of stuff. Now, I will say hearing Sam Darnold on Monday Night Football say that he's seen ghosts, <laughs> ghosts is probably not the greatest thing for this type of discussion because <laughs> you do have to figure out a way to make it to where you're not. And, and Jake brings up a great point. You don't want to fracture teams. You don't want to make players look weak or anything like that. But you do want to give fans access that they don't have today. What that may be, I guess the XFL and Pat McAfee and whoever else is on the sideline will find out. But... There's going to be some stuff out there that we don't get to see today that we probably wish we did. Well, what if like you get that access and you actually hear ghosts in the, in on the field? Ooh, Sam Darnold, <laughs> or, or or cats or cats meowing at the Meadowlands. By the way, they gotta they gotta find all those cats. Apparently, there's hundreds of cats running around the New York Guardians Need a stadium. Cat wrangler <laughs> or, or, a, or one dog. Cat <laughs> back of me talking to the to the. Pet pet control person at the metal leads would be amazing. Unprecedented access. What does it mean to you, XFL fans? At XFL Show, let us know. Hashtag unprecedented access. And uh, we'll, we'll see what your definition of it is when it comes to the broadcasts. I mean, we just threw out some ideas, but ESPN Fox, these are professional broadcasting entities. I am sure they are going to come up with something awesome. At least one thing. Maybe some duds, maybe some bad ideas, Jake, but you got to anticipate at least one really cool innovation. Yeah, you know, you, you, you throw a couple of, or, you know, a, a lot of ideas out there and you're bound to get one really good one that sticks and maybe a couple that, you know, fade away over time and a couple that you see once and that is it. You know, you might have a, a, a goofy referee camera or a pylon camera that's whatever, but then you also get the spider cam, which revolutionizes the game, so... Cannot wait to see what, what they bring on, on Saturdays and Sundays from ESPN and Fox with the XFL coverage. Unprecedented access. Man, I, I, you know, I'm going to have to uh, probably hit up Vince also this week on the Patreon. I want to know what his definition is too, Brian. Good, crisp access is what I'm going to call Good, it. crisp football. <laughs> Good, crisp access. Does it, 
I mean, that, that seems like it would be too streamlined. I don't know. Would you have Pat McAfee a part of anything that's good and crisp? He's kind of all over the place. <laughs> that's a good point. I can't wait. We got to have him on the show one day too. That will actually, he'll be a part of a good crisp interview one day for sure. That's a big goal of ours. We'd love to talk to him, pick his brain. That guy is killing it on uh, everywhere. He, I can't believe how many jobs that guy does. That's awesome. Awesome. Get for, for the XFL in terms of the coverage. And uh, yeah, we'll look forward to some more news, maybe from the Fox side and uh, more details on what unprecedented access is from the networks. Uh, we're winding down here, Jake. This is about this is this is it. Uh, overall, do you think? Do you, just I, I'm going to get these approvals from you each week. I think Winston Moss interview was it good and was it crisp? Uh, yes to both. Good. Okay. And may I add a, a little bit intimidating? And I was not even on the horn with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh wait, hold on. We are winding down here, but Jake, I believe we have some breaking news. We are officially closer than ever. To kick off 2020, there it is. <laughs> Bryant, I could feel it. I, I could feel it where you're closer than ever. It's just it's just been made official by Jake, and we got another show in the books. 13 weeks. I want to know how Jake's getting these breaking news. I, really, we got to talk sources after this, Jake. This is not fair. I put in – we'll talk off air. Uh, yes, we are closer than ever. <laughs> Alan, I will say this as I always say at the end of the show YouTube uh, will have the Winston Moss interview up there by itself if you want to go back and take a listen to that some great information there uh, subscribe there we always do some live gimmicks there uh, who knows what we're going to be doing for the supplemental draft coming up pretty here uh, coming up pretty soon here uh, so always subscribe there youtube.com slash this is the XFL show and thank you to everyone at the LA Wildcats for helping us get with uh, Coach Moss uh, the people at the LA Wildcats uh, front office have been tremendous uh, in, in giving us access and all the other teams in the league are just are really, really cool to work with and put these these interviews together and these segments together. And uh, we, we cannot wait to do more. Uh, again, we've got poll questions coming up at XFL show on Twitter that you need to get on. If you want to be a part of that fun uh, season schedule simulation, go ahead. It's pinned on our Twitter at XFL show and Again, the XFL fan line, you can call anytime, 724-565-4XFL. That does it for another episode, and we are going to move forward closer than ever to kick off in 2020, approaching that supplemental draft, and we will await some more big news from the league, as we always do, and we'll have it right here. For Jake, for Bryant, I'm Alan. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.